Hello, thank you for joining me. This is Dr. BJ Roca, the founder of Cairo Union, and this is the Cairo Union Podcast. In this episode, I'm going to talk to a international chiropractic student from Palmer that is starting a new chiropractic lifestyle publication that he also would like to be international. I'm going to talk about the Wilt Commission's latest project and the chiropractic dictionary. I'm going to talk about Bitcoin for the first and last time and share a conversation I had with a trader in regards to Bitcoin. I don't know if you can tell my voice might be a little different today. I'm recovering from a sinus infection. I'm going to talk to a an international chiropractic student at Palmer that is starting a chiropractic lifestyle publication. I also want to talk about the Wilk Commission and our first project, which is a chiropractic dictionary. I'm getting over or dealing with sinus infection of some sort. It's been a, well, quite a while since I've had a sinus infection. I have had sinus infections in the past because really this is just an expression of health. I'm having experiencing symptoms and those symptoms are signs of health. This is a normal process of life to experience illness and to overcome disease. This is an expression of health. There's nothing wrong with me. The fact that my sinus is inflamed are a good thing. I inadvertently had overcome my body's natural reaction, which was to have a fever while I was sleeping, overcome it, and then feel fine. Because I felt fine during the day. It never occurred to me that I was actually ill or fighting any type of illness. I felt fine. I wasn't expressing any symptoms. I just felt warm at night. So then I inhibited that process as my body was trying to increase my internal core temperature in order to fight off and ward off the pathogen or the disease to fight the infection. I inhibited that process by simply cooling myself off, waking up, opening the window, taking off a blanket, and then going back to sleep. Now that I realize that I'm ill, I was much worse yesterday. The symptoms, the the Health I was expressing was far greater yesterday. It's when I had the runny nose and the watery eyes and the pressure and all the things that come along with having a sinus infection. So then I encouraged or I helped my body through that process. I stayed really well hydrated and I bundled up and I stayed bundled up, allowed my body to let the fluids flow, provide it with plenty of fluids and plenty of electrolytes and plenty of vitamin C, which is all I get through lemon juice. These are symptoms I'm expressing health is a health inflammation is a healthy response and now the next day while i still am experiencing some symptoms i'm dramatically better i can breathe through my nose you know i feel a lot better my head's a lot clearer i don't have any headache or anything like that it only took a day and i'll continue to provide myself with plenty of fluids and aid my body through its healing process so i'll get adjusted and help my body deal with expressing these symptoms and aid it and overcoming the disease. So that's true chiropractic philosophy. The symptoms are the expression of health. You don't want to interfere with the expression of the symptoms. They are the things that point us in the direction of what is going on. And as all chiropractors know, how many different diseases start with flu-like symptoms? How many different diseases include inflammation? So these are universal responses. These are universal functions of the human body. It's a normal function. We have an immune system. We have special cells that are involved in this process. We have many organs dedicated to it. It's an integral part. It's a sign of life, a response to stimuli. So these, these processes are normal and healthy. When you inhibit them with any form of interference, taking a pill to suppress the fever, or taking a desiccant, an anti-inflammatory medication to fight the inflammatory process, or you take a cold or flu type medicine that's meant to dehydrate the sinus membrane rather than 
allow it to function normally, but it interferes with that process. All, you're interfering with the body's natural ability to fight the disease. So that's how you wind up or become ill for an extended period of time. And I've lived this process. That's why I understand it. This isn't the first time I've had a sinus infection. And that's when you would think, well, as long as I, you know, it takes a week to get better. Like you think a week is like normal because you feel terrible, you wanna do something about it. Back then it was the TV is constantly educating you, it's constantly providing material and content and it's telling you that when you have the sniffles or when you have the, these symptoms, you need to take these medicines. So that's what you do. You wanna do something, you wanna feel better, so you go and you take these medicines. But in reality, these medicines are only making things worse. They're not making anything any better. But they're not gonna tell you that because that doesn't sell medicine. And there's no money in vitamin C. Lemon juice is cheap, 99 cents. I get a fresh squeezed lemon juice, bit of it for a dollar. It's cheaper than lemons and it's very high in vitamin C. It's also high in the cofactors and the enzymes and other things that my body needs in order to use vitamin C. And you don't take those medicines, you'll recover in a shorter period of time. And your body will be better off because now you're gonna have a whole litany of new antibodies that your cells and your body and your blood and your organs have created in order to fight not that disease, fight that pathogen, that bacteria if that's what it happens to be. In the case of a sinus infection, I, you know, in all likelihood, this is a normal flora that lives in my sinuses, but it was able to establish itself because of my own weakened immunity, because I had too much sugar in my blood from eating too many candies and cookies with the holidays. But it's winter, it's cold, that hot coffee just tastes so good in the winter, especially with sugar in it. So the normal bacteria that's normally there, I, I weakened my immunity. I was working too hard and staying up too late and trying to do too much and giving it a little extra sugar and it's been cold and all the other normal excuses that come around and a lot of people have been sick around me there's the flu is going around so I've been exposed to all kinds of stuff because I'm taking care of people that are not well so all a combination of all those things together I believe in all likelihood if you ha have a sinus infection the most likely cause of the sinus infection is an overgrowth of the normal bacteria that live in your sinuses and would typically function on your behalf. They're beneficial bacteria, but when they get too strong, they irritate the membrane, they get too powerful, then your mucous membrane needs to swell. You have to flush the system. This is the draining of fluids and mucus from your nose and the cough, and it's expelling as much moisture as possible, moving as much of the bacteria out as possible. So that's, a, that's an obvious outward event that that's occurring. So if you had to pee, you wouldn't hold your pee in, right? So if you need to sneeze, if you need fluids to come out of your nose, don't suck it in or don't do anything that would inhibit that process, such as taking a cold and flu type medicine that's going to dry out the mucous membranes, that's going to interfere with that normal process. Now, are there cases when you should interfere with the normal process? Of course, but in this instance, in this scenario, it's the normal expression of health. When you may want to interfere with that is swelling, or inflammation that's causing damage or causing pain. You have a lot of tissue damage and before there were such things as splints and braces and ace bandages. If we were just an organism with no tools, you would need a tremendous amount of swelling in order to stabilize a lot, a joint or a fracture or anything that had a lot, you know, say you sprained your ankle quite badly, but you were an organism, you needed to move, you know, that tremendous amount of swelling may be beneficial because it'll help immobilize 
the area and compress things in the area. But nowadays, it's okay. We can get off of our feet and we can elevate our foot and we can compress it and we can ice it and we can interfere with that normal healing process because we know we need to stay off of it and we're not dependent upon moving every day. We don't need to get to fresh water or find food or hunt every day, every minute of every day. We don't need to protect ourselves physically from predators on a minute by minute, hour by hour, daily basis. So we can we can inhibit that tremendous amount of inflammation in those cases to prevent either further injury or to decrease the symptoms that you're experiencing. Because in cases of the nervous system, in the spine, chiropractor, if the football player or a student or anybody in any scenario has a traumatic neck injury or spinal cord injury, one of the best things you can do is immediately ice and decrease swelling as much as possible. Same thing with brain injuries, you need to decrease swelling. So immediately icing is one of the best possible things you can do. If someone breaks their neck, in order to increase the likelihood they will walk again, they have found that ice baths and ice is cryotherapy. It's one of the best possible things to do to increase the likelihood that they will be able to walk again or survive the traumatic injury. So there are times when you can interfere with the normal healing process, but in cases of illness, the flu, the cold, environmental pathogens, then everything is programmed to tell you to buy these medicines. That's why there's billions and billions of dollars spent on these medicines, when in reality, they're making the problem worse. In most cases, a lot of these medicines are making problems worse. They're not making problems better because they're inhibiting the body's natural ability to heal itself. We are self-healing, self-regulating organisms. I found, or somebody sent me this diagram of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs and some of the problems with them and how, whether they were prescription or over the counter. But there's a tremendous number of people that will suffer great harm as a direct result of the labeled use of these medicines. 10,000 people a year in the United States will die from the supposed label use of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs. 100,000 will be hospitalized because of normal use of these medications. Some of them are linked to increased cardiovascular events. Some of them are linked to miscarriages in meaningful and significant ways. You know, the more I look into this, some of the most scientific studies, they're peer reviewed. One study that I looked at today, we'll make this, it's all on Twitter. If you wanna get on Cairo, at Cairo Union, check us out on Twitter. It's all this stuff that I'm talking about right now, has been it's up on the Twitter page. We put all this stuff out. There was a study that's been posted from PubMed Got your full abstract. They went over a hundred million person years. So if it was one person, if the one person went through all of those experiences that they covered, it would take a hundred million years to experience the volume of chiropractic care that this study covered. There were cases of stroke in a certain number of patients, but they compared that to medical doctors. And it's true that you are three times more likely to have a stroke if you go to the chiropractor than if you go to your medical doctor. But that's because you're three times more likely to go to the chiropractor than the medical doctor if you have neck pain. And that this neck pain and headaches are a reason why people seek chiropractic care and they are common symptoms associated with the precursor of a stroke. Much like the fever or the increased core temperature I was experiencing two days before actually experiencing any other symptoms. It was a precursor. Now looking back, I realized that's what it was. It wasn't just me simply feeling warm at night. It was that my body was trying to increase my core temperature. Now it's obvious to me. Same thing with these patients. They had headaches and they had neck pain. They went to the chiropractor. Looking back, well now though you can see that those symptoms were, were a result of the ongoing stroke process 
the inflammation of arteries, the rupturing of arterial walls, the dissection of an arterial wall. These things are all precursors to the cerebrovascular event of a stroke, but that there was no causal relationship, meaning that the condition pre-existed the chiropractic adjustment. And that it would be nearly, it's infeasible to fathom how a chiropractic adjustment would have that kind of influence on a soft artery inside the protective tissues of the human body. We're not going in, we're not doing surgery. We're not going inside the body. These arteries are inside what's known as neurovascular bundles. They're surrounded by layers of fat and protective tissue. The vertebral artery in the neck is inside the vertebral bones. They're heavily protected. There's no mechanism for which the chiropractor could cause that kind of damage. Otherwise, anything that stretched your neck in any way would be a cause of stroke, which we know is not the case. Because there's a number of things that you're going to experience on a regular basis that would strain your neck from far greater than any chiropractic adjustment, including sports. People would be having strokes on baseball fields, on football fields, all over the place on a very regular basis of if any type of stretch of the cervical spine resulted in a stroke. Think of the number of stroke cases you would have on football fields baseball fields, field hockey fields, soccer fields, all across America and all across the world. It'd be happening on a very regular basis. Gymnasts would be dropping dead, cheerleaders. It's an irrational thought. So they did this study of over 100 million person years. And in that time, they found that one, there was no correlation whatsoever. As a matter of fact, the, or that there was a correlation, but there was no causation. And that the suggestion of causation couldn't be based upon any more than the following. One chiropractor practicing chiropractic as it is today would need to practice more than 1,400 years before they would be accused of having caused a stroke. Not that they would have caused a stroke, but that the event or that the scenario would unfold once every 1,400 years. That's how unbelievably rare one of these events are. That means... One in every 5.5 million adjustments can be correlated to a cerebrovascular event, but causation cannot be demonstrated. That's one in 5.5 million. You're more likely to have a heart attack as a result of non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs than you are to suffer a stroke at a chiropractor's office. That's a fact. 10,000 people this year are going to die from non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs just from toxicity. There is a significant increase in cardiac events associated with drugs like ibuprofen. Now, I know that there's also this famous study and everyone's out there taking baby aspirin and baby aspirin is supposed to prevent you from having having a cardiac event. It's supposed to be good for your heart health, a small baby aspirin a day. And that's true. Studies have proven that, but those same studies have also shown that if you stop or you miss your dose or your dose should be interrupted, that the likelihood of you having a, cerebral, a cardiac event goes up significantly. So if you are taking it, don't miss a dose because on that day that you miss a dose, the likelihood or risk of you having a cardiac event go up dramatically. So we'll call that the chiropractic philosophy section of this episode of the Cairo Union podcast. So when I first got started with Cairo Union, one of my initial focuses is a lawsuit against the big five insurance companies for a significant amount of money. It's a massive lawsuit. It would require the organization of maybe a few hundred chiropractors, but it would also take a considerable amount of capital in order to bring the lawsuit However, I feel that it is a 
extremely strong lawsuit, but so it could be a, a very sound investment. So I mean, if you were a business and you could invest $100, but stood the potential of earning back $12,000, well, that's a very sound investment. It's a little risky because you might not make back anything at all. You might lose your hundred bucks. Totally possible. In my opinion, it's very strong. So strong that it encouraged me to start Cairo Union. Cairo Union is bigger than the lawsuit. And initially, when I was talking to people, leaders in the profession, presidents of universities, leaders of chiropractic unions in Europe, and other members of the profession, I would often bring up this lawsuit. That quickly led to me speaking with Dr. Chester Wilk, which I know I've mentioned before, is the doctor that brought the case to the AMA and won and ended the AMA's Commission on Quackery or Public Defamation of the Chiropractic Profession. We have Dr. Wilk to thank for that. In my conversations with Dr. Wilk, he believes in that lawsuit as well. There's an, I wasn't the first person to realize this lawsuit is feasible. He obviously realizes that this lawsuit is feasible, and a number of people realize that this lawsuit is feasible, but nobody believes that chiropractors will actually organize to do it. They just think it will take too much, it's too big, and it'll take too many people in order to make it happen. But Dr. Wilk had a different mission. This was his vision of a chiropractic that shares a common language and shares a common message to the public and increases utilization of chiropractic. Obviously, I'm applying my language to his vision that he shared with me, but essentially that's what it is. And he has a greater vision that I'm helping him work on too. He wants to have press agents essentially, or PR agents. He wants to have specialized chiropractors that are press agents or press re that are press agents for chiropractic, that work for chiropractic and promote chiropractic in their region. He wants to have them scattered across the United States. He wants them all to share common message in a common language and to perpetuate that message in order to ensure that chiropractic perpetuates. So it's a larger vision and it requires, but those people obviously are going to need to be paid for their time. This is going to require a substantial investment that is not available at this current structure. Right now, our current structure has all of our resources being divided among the states and that, that allows for the exploitation of our resources, which a lot of people are willing to do. There's plenty of people out there willing to exploit the chiropractic profession for those resources for their own personal gain, but they don't reinvest those resources into the profession. So when you go on a continuing education seminar, or if you go to one of these events, you're much better off if you want to perpetuate the profession or you want to support the profession, attending one that's sponsored by a university or an institution or an organization that advocates for doctors of chiropractic, which those are your state associations. So you can go to any of your state association events. You can go to any of the events that are hosted by any of the chiropractic colleges and universities and you're supporting the institutions that are that are chiropractic. When you go to one of these nonsense deals like ChiroFest or ChiroJam or ChiroSushi or any of that crap, you're not you're just building the wealth of these individuals. And what good is that going to do you or your profession? They're not even part of the profession some of these people. The shit-stained slob over at ChiroSushi is not a chiropractor. That Bitcoin guru Chris, whatever his name is, they're not chiropractors. Bill Estebs, not a chiropractor. Keith Worsong, not a chiropractor. But they'll be there. They'll be pitching you something that you can buy from them in order to build their personal wealth. They're exploiting the chiropractic profession. You're not supporting the chiropractic institutions by attending these Cairo Sushi events. Bill Estebs, his big claim to fame is knowing Guy Reekman. He knows a chiropractor. He helped a chiropractor make some videos. He helped a chiropractor develop some stuff. 
So now he's an expert on chiropractors and targets chiropractors and exploits chiropractors. But meanwhile, he, he's so dedicated and so passionate about chiropractic that he can't take the first class and attend the first class or pass the first test or do any of the things that any other chiropractor has done. And if any chiropractor was in school, you would quickly realize these excuses that people make are just excuses. I went to school with people that were much older than I was. This was already my second career. I'd already had a a successful career that allowed me to go to chiropractic school. There was people there younger than me that never had a job. There were women there that had conceived, birthed, and raised children on their own while attending the same classes that I took, passing the same tests, and performing at the same level, if not better than me. Same as those that were generations older than me. Same as those with disabilities that were in school. There was a student that had epilepsy. There was a blind student, and they had some assistance, but they were blind and becoming a chiropractor. And why not? Why shouldn't they become a chiropractor? What's stopping them? What's stopping anybody? Because in my opinion, if you don't have a license, you don't have the right to educate the public, you don't have the ability to produce that stuff, and any money that you earn doing that, you are infringing upon the rights of doctors of chiropractic, and you are taking money from them, from doctors of chiropractic, from the chiropractic profession. You're exploiting money from the profession. You didn't join the profession. You didn't pay your dues. You're not an expert in chiropractic. The doctor of chiropractic is the only expert in chiropractic. We are the only purveyors of chiropractic. Anybody else that's that's acting as an expert in chiropractic and collecting money as an expert in chiropractic is infringing upon the rights of doctors of chiropractic. But those rights are not currently represented because there is no organized profession that is called chiropractic. I'm all pumped up about legal battles, getting a legal team, legal representation, fighting the insurance companies, getting a massive settlement, using that massive settlement to ensure that chiropractic will perpetuate, establishing a public health campaign in order to increase the utilization for doctors of chiropractic and establishing an organized profession so that we can act together to protect our shared rights and interests and that the fuel for that fire would be this lawsuit. When I reached out to Dr. Wilk, he made it fairly obvious fairly quickly that that was not attainable, that was not possible, and that actually that's what is similar to what he wanted to do, or it was a goal that he had had, because he still has this goal of increasing utilization, a national public health campaign, and a common language and shared messaging in order to increase utilization. But once the lawsuit was over, so was the camaraderie, so was the support for his cause because now people were still on their ICA side or their ACA side. See, both the ICA and the ACA both supported ending the public defamation of chiropractic. So both of them were behind Dr. Will, but they both weren't behind each other. They were still divided. The profession is still divided. And once the lawsuit was over, the profession went back to being just as divided as it was before. So he said, even if you win that lawsuit, you're not going to achieve your goal. And your goal is not you know because you don't need a union in order to bring a lawsuit. So if a lawsuit is your goal, you won't achieve a union. I understood what he was saying, and I appreciated what he was telling me. And I appreciated his vision. Now, I've taken his vision, I, I've made it a bit simpler, because I, I realized the enormity of his goal, and I realized the enormity of his task and how difficult it will be in order to build a national public health team or public relations team to advocate for doctors of chiropractic. You're talking about a team of chiropractors. You're talking about a staff salary in the hundreds of thousands of dollars per year. And this is going this is millions of dollars that will need to be spent in order to train and educate these people in order to give them the tools and the resources that they need in order to become public advocates for doctors of chiropractic. Working together with a few other people, we're kind of creating, you know, Cairo Union is starting to develop somewhat of a think tank. We're coming up with a lot of ideas and we're coming up with a lot of different ways that we can benefit the profession. For example, this, so we established the Wilk Commission in order to try and help Dr. Wilk with his vision of establishing this 
common language. He wanted all, when I say common language, he wants everybody to use common messaging. He wants talking points. And he used the political system as an example. He says, look at elections. He said, people win elections with talking points. They, they, all the news stations essentially are saying the same thing. Everybody's essentially saying the exact same thing, slightly differently in slightly different ways. But they're all using very similar talking points. If we get all the chiropractors out there using the same talking points and similar messaging, we'll have a much louder, cohesive message. And I agree with him, and he's right. But how do you go about doing that? Well, we're trying to do that, one, with the Cairo Union podcast, is by trying to empower the chiropractors with as much knowledge possible about basic general marketing concepts. We had we talked to a chiropractor about social media marketing. We're going to talk to more chiropractors about other types of marketing, and we've talked about basic marketing concepts, and we'll continue to do that. But the words that we use are critical. So we want to create a chiropractic dictionary and we want to honor Dr. Wilk. So this is our plan for doing that. If we want to call it the Chester Wilk or Chester A. Wilk chiropractic dictionary, your Wilk. Your Wilk will be your chiropractic dictionary. Now I have to admit, I am a bit of a fan of books. I've collected way too many books over the years. Just on my top shelf, I have a dictionary of physics. I have an unabridged dictionary. I have a songwriter's dictionary. I have a dictionary of cultural literacy. I have Stedman's Medical Dictionary. I have Dorland's Medical Dictionary. I have Mendel's Dictionary of Herbal Medicine. I mean, those are just some of the dictionaries that I have right here on the shelf next to me. But there's no chiropractic dictionary. And that's a source of a number of problems. Just to standardize our jargon, our professional language that we use. There is to some degree already a professional language. It's the medical dictionaries that we all use. And that fills a majority of the void. And, but it only does so in terms of medical terms. And even those medical dictionaries contradict with our chiropractic terms, such as subluxation. We all know that subluxation in the medical definition means a partial dislocation, but that's not what it means to a chiropractor. That's not even what it means. If you took the word and you break it down in Latin, subluxation it means a condition of less light that's the chiropractic meaning as well or a chiropractic meaning it's a good enough chiropractic meaning definition that could be standardized everyone can agree that if you take the word subluxation you break it down in the latin it means a condition of less light no matter how you approach chiropractic or chiropractic philosophy or chiropractic education subluxation a condition of less light is an agreeable definition and it can be chiropractic definition but there's other words that we use on a very regular basis adjustment what is an adjustment but even intraprofessional if I told you I adjusted a baby today what does that mean to you you have no idea what I did if a patient goes to a chiropractor and they get an adjustment and then they go to they move and they go to another chiropractor and they expect the exact same thing that they got at the last chiropractor if you're doing marketing right you have to convey a clear and concise message we need to get a the message out there as much as possible. So we have to establish a common meaning for these words and then distribute them to the students. Make it available at chiropractic colleges and universities. Our plan for creating a chiropractic dictionary is very simple and straightforward. And it's just utilizing the content that's already available. Because all the schools, especially in the United States, are all tasked with one common mission. Make sure that your graduates can pass the national board exams. So we're already establishing a common language for the national board exams because it has to mean the same thing at every school. So that way, no matter what school you went to, when you sit down a national board, you know exactly what those words mean. So we already have all of that agreed upon language that we can already take and we can use as a resource. But we want to survey the National Board of Chiropractic Examiners and as many participating colleges and universities as possible. 
to provide us essentially with vocabulary lists and definitions for all the classes that they offer at the colleges and universities. And then we'll compare and contrast. And we'll have to go through and see where are the differences? What are the differences? I think there will be very little, especially when we take the approach of a simple, concise definition. There's no need to expound it greatly. It's not a chiropractic encyclopedic dictionary. It's a chiropractic dictionary. It's a tool to be utilized in order to help you create as a professional or to pass the test as a student. If you're reading your biochemistry book and you see a word that you don't re real recognize, or if you're reading your, uh, or if you're doing your uh, medical physiology or neurophysiology project, you're not sure what word to use, or you see a word, you're not quite sure what it means, you can look it up in your Wilk and it'll help you study, help you pass that test. It's not a replacement for a textbook. It's an aid for all textbooks. It's not a replacement for class. It's an aid to help you in class. And it's not a supplement for chiropractic continuing education or a replacement for chiropractic philosophy. It's an aid. It helps you develop your marketing. It helps you communicate your message. It helps you develop your ideas, it helps you express your thoughts, whether it's and it helps you communicate, communicate between professionals, intra-professional communication. Because even if I said I did a high velocity, low amplitude adjustment, what does that mean? And some people define chiropractic as high velocity, low amplitude. But if anyone has ever, if you ever heard, or if anyone has ever been suggested that they not go seek chiropractic care because of a particular condition, how could you know what the chiropractor's going to do in order to de determine that they should not seek chiropractic care? Unless you assume to know that all chiropractors do a particular thing. And that particular thing is usually high velocity, low amplitude adjustments. How many chiropractors are doing high velocity, low amplitude adjustments on every single patient? We have no idea. We have no idea how many chiropractors there are. But we need to improve the means of communication. One, the guru and the knuckleheads out there exploit this lack of organized definitions and terms and they use it to their advantage because they start to establish their own meanings for these terms it's one of the tools in brainwashing in guru building is developing jargon and i saw that today i was on somebody had, was like who is this person that keeps contacting me and then a bunch of chiropractors responded oh he's a fellow tanker he's a good guy he's a tanker I'm like what the hell is a tanker i saw it repeated enough and then i saw the guru use that term where i said oh this is brainwashing he's developing his click his guru flock so that's how you identify as being part of this group the secret society kind of nonsense and you're a tanker you're a, a samurai, you're a, you're a samurai, you're a diamond club member, you're some kind of nonsense, right? That you're developing that. And then oftentimes what these people do is they will manipulate the chiropractic terms and they'll exploit the fact that there is no agreed upon definition. They'll apply their own meaning to it. And then they'll use that and they'll exploit that. And that's a critical part of this guru brainwashing process is the development of a language. But the profession, they're taking that language from the profession and they're interfering with that process and they're exploiting it and they're creating problems for the profession. And we need to rid our profession of that because that's how you wound up with 30% of people that don't, or I'm sorry, 29, I don't want to misrepresent the facts. 29% of people don't seek chiropractic care because they don't trust doctors of chiropractic. And just like Dr. Chevy Shavir said, you got to do a good job a thousand times to get a hundred referrals, but you got to do a bad job one time to get a hundred negative reviews. 
It's just the fact of reality. It's just how it is. So when these scams and these gurus that go out there and they train 50 or 60 chiropractors on this nonsense and they see a thousand people and they piss off a hundred of them, well, that's just going to be a whole bunch of people that are going to tell everybody on, and their sister about how they got screwed by the chiropractor and how they're pissed at the chiropractor. Because it's not medical doctors and it's not physical therapists that are telling people not to seek chiropractic care. Who is it? Friends and family, the largest group of people that, are that suggest not seeking chiropractic care because of nonsense like that, because of the guru. And what gives the guru power? One, they exploit the lack of business training in the chiropractic colleges and universities. Well, I hate to tell you folks, but they're not, this chiropractic school, their job is not to teach you how to run a business. There's prerequisites. You know, you have to take education before, you're gonna have to take classes before you get into chiropractic school. Why not take your business classes then? Did it not occur to you that you were going to be running a business? If you don't want to run a business, you don't have to run a business. You can go work for somebody. But then don't complain that there was no business training. There's a lot of business training that's available. Certainly more than there are for other professions. I think they go to dentist school, you get MMD, and they're going to tell you how to run a dental practice. Most of the schools offer the opportunity to do externships or to work in chiropractic offices for a period of time before you graduate so you can learn how to run a private practice. You have to own it. You have to own the responsibility. Either you didn't know what you were getting into, you didn't do enough research before going into chiropractic school, realizing that you would be opening up your own business, or you knew you'd be opening up your you would be opening up your own business and just decided that you didn't want to take the business classes as part of your prerequisites in order to enter the chiropractic program or do any education on your own about operating a business or opening a business. But now I'm going to share with you a conversation I had with number nine on the Palmer Rugby team. He's an entrepreneur, he's a leader, he's an international student, and he has an exciting program going on. It's one of those rare win-win situations. It's one of those rare opportunities in life where there's an opportunity for people to help each other, mutually beneficial relationship. If you're creating content, if you're a content creator of any kind, you can share that information with Victorious Magazine International, and they will share your information on an international stage. They'll share it in multiple countries and in multiple languages, and they'll drive traffic to you and your content and your name and your office and your website and your blog and whatever it is, whatever else it is that you're doing. They'll include links and other things. It's, they'll help you and they'll help you spread your message as long as your message has to do with chiropractic or chiropractic philosophy or educating the public about the benefits of chiropractic. They want to get your message out there and they want to get it out there on a global level. So without further ado, adieu, adieu, here is... How do you pronounce your name again? Takura. Wonderful. And what quarter or what try are you in at Palmer? Fantastic. What number do you play? Uh, I'm a utility player, but I usually play, like right now I'm playing number nine as a halfback. Very good. So you're always looking for the A-gap, huh? <laughs> yes, all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it has to, you know, something, has to, something has to be there. Wonderful. Well, can you tell me about your publication and, wh and what you're trying to do? So it's called uh, Victorious Magazine International. So what, what I'm trying to do initially when I started it, I just wanted to, uh, you know, just to empower uh, young people. You know, just to encourage them to, you know, to, to you know, seek their, just to go and go out there and seek whatever they want to seek. You know, they have so much potential. We have so much potential as young people. So that's what I wanted to do. But I just wanted to see, like, the line, you know. Um, I just wanted to, to see a product that I'll, I'll talk to people about. So for me, it was more mostly sport and also really my... Uh, 
magazine because I'm considered a leader where I come from. So I had to, to bring something new, like, okay, there is actually a way in healthcare where I can get healthy and also, you know, perform with my optimum performance without using any, you know, drugs and everything. So that's when I decided to move from, you know, from being a pre-med student to, to being a chiropractic student. And uh, when I really started the magazine, I figured, you know, why not? Because not, not everybody knows about chiropractic, but it works. Why not uh, include it? Because chiropractic is not just healthcare, it's a lifestyle that we live. Because, you know, the power that, uh, that made the body has the ability to heal the body. And if we, if we, if we don't tell people, because if we stay as a bunch of enlightened people, we are actually doing a disservice to the, you know, to the world. So my publication is mainly to spread chiropractic, but also just to tell people that, you know, this chiropractic is what you do and how you love your body. So uh, with that, I think I have a product to sell to people. I have something that, uh, you know, that, that works because everybody has you know, the conventional method of uh, medicine. But we have we have a philosophy that tapers into our life and that focuses on the well-being of a person, which is what everybody wants. So my main focus is to, to create a platform that really tells people, you know, about what they're missing and also that really affirms other people that have been doing it to say, hey, this is actually the right way to go. Wonderful. That sounds like a, a great mission, and you want to take it not just to the United States, but you want to take it to South Africa, Zimbabwe, and you even mentioned China. Yes, uh, I'm an international student, so you know, international means international. So I have to. <laughs> so I have friends in China. I have friends in you know, don't just say Asia. So I have one one of the guys that I'm working in a consultant in India. One of my, my, my friends who's now a lawyer in China, and I have also friends in uh, Canada, you know, South Africa, Zimbabwe, Zambia, Kenya. So we're trying to see if we can spread because uh, chiropractic, we have a lot of chiropractic uh, chiropractors in the U.S. compared as compared to other people. Like, I'm in the Quad Cities right now. There are a lot of chiropractors here, chiropractic offices. But if you look at South Africa, there's only one chiropractic school. And it's not like they have, it focuses on chiropractic. No, it offers chiropractic. And uh, if you look at Zimbabwe, there's no chiropractic school. I never knew about chiropractic before I met my coach who was at, who was coaching at Life University. What's his name? So there are so many people. I met Scott Lawrence. Scott Lawrence. Yes. Right on. So what, when were him. you at Life? Yeah. I was at Life from 2012, January 2012, up until 2014. Fantastic. How did you want? So, where did you come from? I came from Zimbabwe. How did you wind up in Marietta from Zimbabwe? I met. We we were at uh, at Georgia, the uh, the state of Georgia in Europe for the Junior World Rugby Trophy. So we played against the U.S. So one of the um, the athletic trainers who who was there, I forgot his full name, but he was his name was Ben. So he uh he he came to me and then just said, oh you know, so you play. Would you be interested in playing in the U.S.? He was, back then he was an athletic trainer for Life University. And uh, he introduced me to Scott Lawrence. And then from there, I sent out a, I sent out an, an email. <laughs> you know, the rest is history. 
Fantastic. Well, I have to ask, since you were at Life University and you were on a good rugby team, why why did you pick up from Marietta and head to Quad Cities? When I was at Life University, I did my undergrad and I was doing my 2016 January. I was now doing my master's and I wanted to matriculate into the chiropractic program. So I had a friend that was at Palma who just said, you know what, uh, why, do, why don't you come? So being at Life University, I researched about Palma and, you know, we, we all know, we all knew, you know, learning from the history. So I just wanted to, to see what the philosophy is like, uh, you know, being at, uh, you know, being at Palma. So uh, that's when I matriculated to, you know, into the chiropractic program at Palma. At Life University, I was just doing uh, undergrad and uh, my master's. I just got a scholar, rugby scholarship to, and an academic scholarship to go to go to Palma. Wonderful. As a chiropractic student, yeah. Well, good for you. That's fantastic. In the short amount of time we've had to speak, uh, it's obvious that you're a tremendous athlete, uh, but it also that philosophy seems to be incredibly important to you. You've mentioned it a number of times about how important the philosophy is to you. Is there something in particular about the philosophy that resonates with you? So, yeah, there is, there is something that resonates with me because uh, medicine and uh, chiropractic here, even medicine is different from where I come from. We used to, when I was learning about, you know, uh, being a medical doctor, we used to have this, uh, uh, it was a saying or it was a model for the med- for the healthcare providers there. They used to say prevention is better than cure. <laughs> so the, the just the act of preventing a disease is better than curing it. So when I came here, I was really trying to be like, you know, medical you know being a medical personnel because i wanted to help people just to avoid taking those you know those this medication so when i went to uh, when i went to to life and then just listening to you know dr guy rickman talk about chiropractic our first uh, on our first day there when you when you were doing your orientation and uh initially it was like okay this is what they mean but being treated you know being as a as, as an athlete and then getting treatment from for, for chiropractic I saw that like my optimum performance I could uh, really uh, avoid uh, I could really you know prevent injuries and and so forth so have, you know having said you know just just going through uh, those treatments and also I had a major I had you know major leg pro- problems and just chiropractic alone kind of like helped me out with, with that I, I could you know I could function well so when when you are now looking at it to say you know what if I didn't know about chiropractic if I had uh, let's say you know some muscle pain I'll just take ibuprofen instead of uh, just doing some you know some stretches or just uh, you know getting an adjustment so philosophy to me is not just philosophy it's more like you know this is a lifestyle that we're tra- trying to, to look at to say some of the issues some of the the ailments or some of the diseases are caused by just us not uh, not preventing the disease or us not taking care of our bodies and uh, we don't necessarily have to you know uh, do the invasive procedures uh, when we could have prevented it so chiropractic resonated to that saying that that I knew from you know from Langbeck to say prevention is better than cure and also like the way that we were trying to do it it's not just to you know to cure diseases to prevent them by you know getting an adjustment making sure that you know we're not subluxated and stuff you know and all those kind of things so the philosophy 
is important for the wellness and also so that we can prevent some other you know invasive procedures that we have yeah exactly and that's really the message we need to get out to the world and is that is that hopefully that's part of what you're trying to do with your new publication is spread that philosophical message that new approach to healing to the whole world yeah because just like scott lawrence just like ben that sent that email those are small things but look at the tremendous impact it had on you and look at the impact you'll have on many different people as a result of those small things that's fantastic i'm, I'm excited to learn more about your publication definitely yeah how can people participate how can they help get involved you know really getting the informing the public about our philosophy informing the public about the safety and the effectiveness of chiropractic is critical to our success and like you even when you were talking about philosophy you supported it with the proof is in the pudding you experienced chiropractic and it was obvious that it was beneficial so we really just need to get people to experience chiropractic so I, i'm trying to work on a project we're calling my first adjustment where, where we get people under chiropractic care but, uh, yeah, so how can people get involved? How can they help spread the word to the public? Uh, and how can they get involved with your publication? We're, we're looking for content right now. So anything that has to do with wellness, chiropractic, we, we're, looking for, you know, we're looking for content. So we need participation from, you know, healthcare providers to get the information out there. It's, it's really, we want, we want the information to be free so that we get, we get more people. So if uh, anybody has got content, be it videos, the platform is also, you know, compatible with videos, you know, articles. If anybody, because with, with what we're trying to do, I'm still a student, but uh, if anybody wants to, you know, to donate something, you can donate. But most of the time, we, in your donation is through content for the time being. Once you get the, the message out there, we spread the message. People get, you know, get information. And people get to know about, you know, you know what they are missing, how to, you know, how to take care of their bodies, where to go to take care of their bodies, because everybody wants to go to the doctor, and not every, you know, with the amount of training that we get, we are doctors, but people look at it, people look at us and say, oh, you know what, we play second fiddle, but we have the right information that people want. We have, you know, we have the right tools. We can work, you know, uh, to to help people. But this is a platform. For any chiropractor that is there, that is willing to, you know, to give us content, that is willing to partner with us, we are open to that. So you can, you know, we can reach us. Uh, it's Victorious Magazine International dot org. So you can reach us there. Send out, check, you know, check, check out the, the magazine. Send us an email and send us uh, any publication really, and then we we'll put it out there. So just to make sure I heard you correctly, that's Victorious International dot org. O-R-G, is yeah, that right? So Victorious Magazine. Okay, so it's Victorious Magazine, I-N-T dot O-R-G. Yes. So, because there's plenty of chiropractors that are creating content on a regular basis. We have bloggers out there. We have people that, so it really would be in their best interest and it would help promote them as yeah. an individual and help them promote their office to send their content yeah. to you. Yes, it will be really a good benefit because what we would do is if you have your, uh, your information, you send it out there, put it out there, send out links to, you know, to your website, and then, you know, we credit you with everything, because the issue is we want to spread wherever we are. We want to spread this because people need chiropractic. 
people need it's not like chiropractic needs people but people need chiropractic people need to know uh, about chiropractic so we we shouldn't be playing second feeder when we have something that can prevent people getting cancers prevent people getting you know all those kind of diseases and you know and sickness we we need we need to spread the, the information so we work hand in hand we get us the information you know your content we put it out there we credit you with everything and then we spread it wonderful when are you hoping to launch the new website or the new platform it's already online so there are people that are that are there with stuff you know just to just to make some some changes but it's already online we have people that are participating because we have different sections you know like lifestyle so we have people that are watching right now so really if we can do another event just to you know just to bring wellness we're gonna do but for now it's online it's, it's already there well, I'll be sure to send you some content and contribute to the cause. Yeah, yeah please do. Mm -hmm. uh, hopefully, maybe the homecoming or the administration or the student council will uh, help support you and your mission and help you get involved with maybe one of the events that they have at school. Yes, we'll probably you know, send out a presentation. I'll go there and present to the business department so that uh, the rugby symposium coming coming through we're gonna try to, to to tell them about the platform because it is really a good platform for people to uh, to join in well thank you very much for letting us know about it and uh, i hope some people participate i know we've got some work we're going on with the wilt commission and its entire purpose is to educate the public about chiropractic and chiropractic philosophy and to help increase the utilization of chiropractic one of the things we're working on right now is creating the first ever chiropractic dictionary so that we can finally stop having some of these silly arguments about what words mean. Let's just go ahead and establish right. our own dictionary. Right. Yep. That's awesome. You have a big big job ahead of you there. Building a magazine is nothing easy to do. Yes, but anything for, you know, anything for the vision. Well, thank you very much. you have anything else you'd like to add? Oh, uh, that's about it. If, um, you know, people, any, any healthcare providers, chiropractors, Anybody really who feel like, you know, they want to be part of it, they should feel free to just, uh, you know, email me. My uh, my email is victoriousint.gmail.com uh, or just Victorious Magazine, uh, info at victoriousmagazine.org. They can find me on Facebook as Takutela, T-A-K-U-T-E-L-A. They can find me there or Takura, Takura Tela, Dr. Training. Is my, that's my Facebook page, so they can find me there. And yeah, hopefully connect and uh, we spend chiropractic together. Wonderful. Well, thank you very much. I appreciate the time you spent with me today, and I wish nothing but the best of luck. And I'll, I'll look, keep in touch with you on the emails, and I'll, I'll shoot you over a few more articles that uh, I've written in the past couple of months. Definitely, definitely, that would be awesome. Thank okay. you so much. Thank you. Have a wonderful thank you so day. Much for your time. Thank you. You too. Well, bye bye. Thank you very much for listening. I love and appreciate all of you. If you have any feedback you'd like to share with us, get involved on facebook.com slash Union. Like, share, subscribe, leave a comment. Or if you like, you can also email me, Union at gmail.com. Thank you very much. I love and appreciate all of you. Adio.